Christy. Hey, Edith. What kind of flowers do you give to King Tut? What? Chrysanthemummies. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners from Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And we've noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips. A fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down. Hi, Christy. Hi, Edith. How are you? Good. Welcome, everybody. It's so nice to uh, be back here in the basement and to have you wherever you are. Some of you are in your garden because it's that time of year. That's right. Some of you are in in, uh, Cyprus. (gasps) Did we get another Cypriot? We did. So no more Latvian listeners, but we do. uh, Somebody from Cyprus listened to Two episodes. We have them hooked. We have hooked yeah. a Cypriot. I just like saying Cypriot. What yeah, a that's cool a good word. Name. I love that. Damn. And you know, Edith, it's episode 31. That means we are more than halfway to a year. Yes. That's pretty that's pretty amazing, Christy. And it's March. It's <sighs> um do you know it's National Celery Month for some reason. I don't know why. Celery? Yeah. Have you ever grown celery? I thought you said salary. And I'm going, oh, good, because oh, we get half of what a man does. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Well, it is National Women's History Month. Oh, again, half of what a man yeah. does. There you go. Uh, celery. celery. Have you ever grown celery? Yes. You have? Yeah, I oh, did I'm last impressed. year, but it was not uh, a success, I would have to say. It was so tough. It was tough and stringy, and I think I might have left it in the ground too long because that was oh. the first time I ever did that. And remember how hot last summer was? Yes. So hot. Okay. Yeah. National Celery Month. Well, if anybody out there has successfully grown celery, we want to hear about it. Yes, please. And we want to give a big hearty thank you to one of our garden party members. Oh, who? So today we're thanking Billy. From Denver, she is a member of our garden party. In other words, um, she's a patron of Upside Down Tulips, and she is in at the deadheader level of $10 a month. Uh, we, uh, We thank you so much, Billy, for your patronage. We appreciate you, Billy. We appreciate all of our patrons, even the curmudgeons. Because yeah, they're, they're $2 a they're month. They're $2 a month. They're our Bernie Sanders. That's what we call you between <laughs> ourselves, our Bernie Sanders. Yes, right. Love it. I would be a curmudgeon if I were. Oh, and you know? we appreciate the curmudgeon level. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. It's yeah. I mean, you know, times are tough. Yeah. So Yeah, there's a level for a lot of different pocket books and you also get fun rewards. Such fun rewards. We do things for you. Not in person, but you know, things. Yeah. Uh, you you could, depending on what level you're at, get a packet of seeds from our gardens, which we're sending those out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh Billy's getting an upside down tulips coffee mug. We also always write a thank you note. Yes. And it's sincere. (laughs) And it's handwritten. Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah, we're bringing them back. We are bringing them back. (laughs) So if you want to consider becoming a patron, a member of our garden party, uh, you can just go to our website and there's a click there. Or even if you're on your phone right now, you can scroll down on the show notes and there's a link there you can just click on. 
and it'll send you to our patron page and you can join up but it only takes it takes under a minute yeah well we it would be much appreciated if you can't that's okay but if you can we love you for it that's right what about merch well, you know what's on sale this week, Edith? No, I do not know. Stickers. Oh, stickers. <laughs> stickers are on sale. Everybody loves a good sticker. I do. I love good stickers. Mm-hmm. And these stickers are only $2.50 a piece, but they're 25% off if you buy four or more. So you might as well just get a bunch of stickers. Absolutely. And we have unlimited quantities, so hurry. Don't be <laughs> right. the last on the block. And if that doesn't float your boat, but you want something else with a tulip on it, like a t-shirt or a hoodie or a journal. A tote. A, a tote, tote. A phone case. A mask. A mask. Then just go ahead and go to our merch store and you can find all that stuff there. And there, that's also on our website. And if you're on your phone, just scroll down to our show notes and you'll see a link there too. Excellent. Excellent choices. Okay, what's going on in your garden? Well, I haven't had a lot of updates lately, but this week I do. Well, I'm interested to hear since, you know, it's been snowing and cold, etc. First of all, I went into my garage because it was so nice out this week. Yeah. We had a foot of snow last week. It all melted. It was in the 60s this week. So I thought I'm going to head out into the garden and do some spring cleanup. And my garage was an absolute mess. Mm -hmm. I had uh, messes from winter sewing. I had soil everywhere. Mm -hmm. I had frost cloths that I had ripped off and thrown into the garage. I had hoses from all over the place when I watered the lawn a couple months ago. So I spent a good good hour just trying to get to stuff. Okay, good. Good. It's a little embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. And then once I found everything, oh, one of the things I found, this is a little embarrassing, is uh, you know how I had 10 spaghetti squash, Edith, in the garage? Yes. And? Well, they all went into the compost pile. You you threw them away? They're all mushy. In the compost? Oh, because you left them. And in it the got garage. so cold. And it was so nights. cold. I mean, it got below zero, and oh. I just wasn't thinking. No, no, you did it on purpose. <laughs> Kill those I know you did. squash. I didn't have enough recipes to deal with them anyway. Yeah. I couldn't give them away. Well, so now we were saying that I'm not planting spaghetti squash mm-hmm. next year because yeah. I had too much and I had all that volunteer spaghetti squash yes. for my compost pile. Well, I just threw 10 spaghetti squash in my compost Which pile. Which means, oh my gosh. I'm going to have that. Yeah, I better really get that compost pile heated up. Unlimited quantities of spaghetti squash. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how much spaghetti squash I have in there when it Absolutely. comes to spring. I did do some winter sewing. Good. I have not yet, you know. I did another five jugs. Wow. I did, what did I do? I did coriapsis. I, Which is coneflower, right? Is that right? Uh, no, it's, a, it's like tick seed. It's a little orange... Plant. You're thinking of echinacea. I'm thinking of echinacea. That's right. That's right. Okay. I know what. I okay. Now I see it in my head. I did butterfly bush. Uh huh. And I did pent salmon and columbine. Nice. Okay. I also did butterfly weed, which was a little bit of a a, a misstep because if you've ever seen this seed, folks, it's it's a it's a good size seed, maybe like an eighth of an inch big but it's attached to this big huge fluffy stuff that you would see from a dandelion oh oh so it opens when, up like milkweed are you saying milkweed is yeah. that the same thing it's milkweed and butterfly, butterfly, butterfly weed is a type of milkweed. okay okay so i opened up the bag 
of the butter of the butterfly weed seeds. Uh huh. And I laid it out into two milk jugs, ready to cover it. And yeah. then a little gust of wind came no. by. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> all over the place. Like my carrots from years ago. Yeah, oh, Christy. Yeah, I was able to save a good chunk of them, and but it was it looked like it was snowing around me. They may well, you know, they may well seed themselves. That's they true. might, right? They might. Well, that I've had that happen around my garden. I did save a bunch and I did plant some. Okay, so. good. Good, good. And I want to tell folks who are winter sowing out there that don't forget to, you may have to relabel your milk jugs because all of the marker that I had to label everything was fading. So I had to go in and mm-hmm. redo it. And a couple of jugs, I'm not quite sure what they are. Oh. It faded so much. One is blue something. And I go, what did I plant that was blue something? Huh. I have no idea. So it'll be a mystery. Is it a cornflower? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Maybe hmm. it's that blue fescue ornamental grass. I think I might have planted some of that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you should never plant anything with a name like fescue. <laughs> And it's not too late to winter sow then. I was doing, you see this, I was doing perennials. And folks, if you don't know what winter sowing is, this is a way of starting seeds outside in the winter and spring and early summer. And you can learn all about it by listening to our episode 25 called Mm -hmm. Take Out Your Jugs and Learn How to Winter Sow. I'm going to do some this week for absolutely sure. I'm doing some this week. And you just talked about all the the, the flowers. I'm going to do vegetables. I'm going to try to do some too. This week. Okay. It'll be a big adventure. Yeah. Good. Oh, and can I tell you one other thing? Of course you can. So before I pass it over to you, I think I mentioned to you that um, Trudy Davidoff, who is sort of the, I don't know, the founder, the guru, the the mother earth of winter sewing. Yes, yes. And I reached out to her Facebook group. Months ago, right? Yes. I reached out to her. She has a fabulous Facebook group called Winter Sewers. Yeah. And... I just sent her a little message just saying, hi, I just want you to know we talked about you and winter sewing in our episode. And she Facebooked me back. Hey. And she said she listened to the episode and... You're kidding. She enjoyed it. Oh, that's really nice. I know. Even if cool. she was lying. That's just a really nice thing to say. Yeah, right? That What's she cool. going to say? I thought it was just not good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> All oh, right, Edith. Christy. Oh, Edith. <laughs> Way to go. You're so cynical sometimes. I know. <laughs> What about you? How's your garden? Um, one of my very first signs of spring is when the finches come to look to nest around my house. And this year, there were threesome, it looks like. Whoa, party. Yeah, yeah. So they're such a sure sign of spring. I was really glad to see them. Well, folks, if you hear any words or terms you're not familiar with or you want a good laugh, check out the Upside Down Dictionary on our website Or just click on the link in our show notes. Humorous and educational. Yes. And if you want to get pictures of our gardens, inspirations. You should look on our Facebook page. And Instagram. Yes. And Pinterest. And Spotify. And TikTok. And we're not on Rick tic- Rock. Edith, we're not what? on TikTok. <laughs> oh, but we are on Rick Rock. We're on Rick. Yeah, but we're not, okay. on, we're not on okay, TikTok. Sorry, okay, sorry. My, my, my bad. Yeah. And I, don't forget to go to our website to set up for our newsletter because we've got jokes and funny garden signs. And, and it's really short, so it won't take a lot of your time. <laughs> That's right. Stay tuned for more of The Suburbanites, brought to you by 
Cigarettes. Come in. Hi, Madge. June. Would you like some coffee? I have this new creamer, Coffee Mate. They just invented it. It says right here, it's better than cream. No, thank you. June, what's wrong? I think Fred is leaving me. But that can't be true. You've only been married a few months. He's leaving me. Was your meatloaf too dry again? No, he said it was deliciously moist, just like his mother's. Have you kept the house clean? It's spotless. Have you been forgetting to make dessert? No, last night I made his favorite, lime jello mold with marshmallows and olives. It sounds so tasty. Can I have the recipe? It's on the jello box. So why did he say he's leaving? He didn't say, but I've been finding clues. When I washed his trousers, there were two notes inside. Buy Veronica and use Rosie O'Day. In his wallet, a note that said San Marzano on the back of an envelope, Ferrari and Copenhagen Market Cabbage. So don't you see? He's planning to run off with Veronica and Rosie O'Day to San Marzano and buy a Ferrari and go to Copenhagen to buy cabbage. Oh, June. Nobody goes to Copenhagen for the cabbage. They're known for their Danish. That's not the point, Madge. Of course it isn't. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Does he often stand perfectly still and stare off into the distance? Yes, more and more all the time. And is that distance your backyard? Why, yes, it is. I see what's happening here. Brace yourself, June. <gasps> Tune in next time to The Suburbanites, brought to you by Cigarettes and Cigars. So, Edith, what are yes. we talking about this week? House plants. And next week, we're going to talk about spring cleanup because mm-hmm. it's that time of year. Yeah, not in your house, but in your garden. Uh, one thing before we head into house plants is I wanted to tell you that we got a five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Tunes. Somebody rated us? Yes. Was it one of our, like, close relatives? Or? I don't know. They say, despite being the daughter of an award-winning nurseryman and Colorado gardener, I'm a flop in the garden. Thank goodness for the super fun podcast. I can garden vicariously through Edith and Christy, celebrating their victories and commiserating their mistakes. The recipes are great and so many excellent tips. Love it. Three exclamation points. I don't know anybody like that. She might be someone like a true blue listener. What our family and friends aren't? No, they're pity people. (laughs) (laughs) They feel obligated. But this person, thank you. Good for you. Yeah. So um, last week we had an episode on trees and how good they are for you. And I read an article on Chernobyl. Now listen to this. So after, a couple days after the disaster, Chernobyl was a nuclear reactor that exploded. uh, In the mid-80s, right? Yes. 87. uh, So the radioactive cloud moved to, to how do you say, Kiev or Kiev? Kiev. Oh, that's true. It's both. It's both. It is both. Kiev or Kiev. Yeah, I'm going to say Kiev because I like it better. So it moved to Kiev, and of course people breathed it in, but 
the trees, the trees sucked in so much radioactivity that at, when they dropped their leaves at the end of the season, they were considered radioactive waste. Wow. Because they cleaned, I mean, they didn't clean all the air, of course, but anything that they took in spared humans. So I just wanted to give another shout out to trees. I love that. Isn't that nice? Well, that journeys right over to talking about houseplants. Oh my gosh, because they do the same. Folks, we're not scripted. We're just geniuses, apparently. (laughs) This is fantastic. Because I have a stat here that says that indoor plants remove air pollution and allergens. And according to a study done by NASA, that plants help to purify the air by removing volatile compounds, including carbon dioxide, and compounds like the fumes from paints, furniture, printers, cleaning supplies, and even dry-cleaned clothes. And one medium house plant in a medium-sized room will make a 25% difference in absorbing toxins from the air. Just one plant. My goodness. And and printers? Printers give off things? I didn't know that. I have a printer. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to give you nightmares, Eden. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Listen, do you have a list of how, like, the really best ones... Like, that really clean the best? Like, I know that spider plants are really good. Yes, I know spiders are good at that. Right, right. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> Here's your, my list. Okay, I'm going to read my list. I'm going to read my list number one. And that's it. <laughs> spider plants. Thank you, everybody. Seriously, but you know what? Listen to what Christy said. She's like, any plant is better than no plant at all. Yeah, period. just one plant. Just period. I also thought this was interesting about house plants is that most common houseplants come from the tropics. And the reason why is because they would live underneath larger trees of in the course. forest, in the jungle. And so they're used to uh, temperatures that are less. So oh they're very gosh. happy in the temperatures of between 65 and 75. And they don't have direct sunlight, and which is no direct sunlight in the house. Which you do want to, you almost always want to filter it anyway. You don't want to put them up to a window facing the south that doesn't even have a curtain, unless it's a very specific, like a succulent, you can do right. that with. Yes. Yeah. Um, I also have this study that says that indoor house plants can relieve stress. Oh, I believe that. Urban dwellers spend 90% of their time in indoor environments. And so they get a high level of exposure to indoor contaminant compounds. And this can result in increased stress. And plants can reduce stress and promote mental well-being. You know, I think they also do it because, believe it or not, you know, it is true that I think it's it's been proven that if you sing to them or play music, they like that. I've read that too. So, and if you talk to them in a really nice tone... You know, hi, little sense of area. <laughs> Good morning. You know, especially if you're alone and if you live alone and people don't think you're insane, that does you good as well. Do you talk to your houseplants? Actually, I actually do. I do too, especially when I'm watering. I apologize to mine. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot about you. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. Yep. Uh, I'll say one other thing about houseplants is that they reduce noise pollution. I did not think of According that. According to CNN, if you work in an office and you're in front of computers or printers, the peace lily can benefit your health because it absorbs electromagnetic radiation emitted by computers and printers and keeps the air moisturized. 
So if you incorporate oh indoor plants, it's a way to buffer the noise of your rooms. Oh my gosh. I'm interested in the electromagnetic thing because I have a computer and a printer and I have two peace lilies. See, then you're covered. I am really glad of that. Yeah, I did not know good. that. I Thank think, you. I was thinking of this as we were preparing for this episode on house plants that I get a little sentimental about it because this is my was my way into gardening. Aha. Uh-huh. Was mm-hmm. my mother was a huge houseplant fan. Mm-hmm. She had houseplants in every room of the house. She loved them. She liked to design them. So she liked to put work different plants together. She gave them away as gifts. She had this very strange, interesting way of fertilizing them where she would take eggshells and water uh-huh. and fertilize them. So it, we always knew she was watering the houseplants because the house smelled like rotten eggs. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Christy, since since this is like the on the same topic, I found the recipe for a homemade natural fertilizer Ooh. for plants. So, you soak a chopped up banana peel in water for an hour. Mm-hmm. The potassium, magnesium, calcium, and phosphorus leak out, and that is the water you use to water your plants. Oh, I'm gonna try that. Doesn't that sound logical? Yeah, I mean, I just love logical things. And then throw some eggshells in there. Uh, you that don't forget the eggshells. There you go. <laughs> You'll have the wonderful smell. I want to tell people that when you are first, it's really important what light they need. And the biggest, like if you go to a nursery and you're buying a plant, pay good attention to which section of the nursery it's in. If the roof is completely see-through and it's bright, bright, bright in there, try to have put it in a really bright place in your house mm-hmm. that mimics the nursery. The second room, another room will often be shadier. And that is like what you said, tropical plants that need more filtered light. So do pay attention when you buy a plant um, of where it is in the nursery. Yeah, give it the right place that it wants to be. And there are many plants that do well in low light. You say are or or not? There are. There are. There are some. Yes. Is this a time we give that list or... Spider plant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I actually have that somewhere. Um, Shade-tolerant plants such as the peace lily. One of my peace lilies is not is nowhere near a window, and he's doing better than the peace lily that is next to the window. Oh, interesting. Come to think of it, and I got I got to go home and apologize. And, mm-hmm. and, and it blooms, right? All the, like all the time. And a peace yeah. lily has those beautiful dark green shiny leaves, mm-hmm. and, and it'll those, have a white flower. Yeah. And it blooms constantly. Yeah, it does. And the other one is the ZZ plant, which I've never heard of. The ZZ plant, which is a very, it's just supposed to be the easiest house plant to grow. It's called a, oh gosh, Zamiocalcus. Nice. Zamifolia. Beautifully Thank done. Thank you. Even if it's wrong, that, that really sounded good. good. <laughs> um, this is a stoic but beautiful foliage plant from East Africa that can cope with a huge spectrum of conditions. Nice. ZZ plant, like ZZ top. Think ZZ top. (laughs) Well, light sure is important. Um, And the best light in your house is going to come from a south-facing window. Yep, yep, yep. And a house plant will need 12 to 16 hours a day, depending on the plant of light. Your typical house plant. But don't despair if you live in, in a northerly area and don't get that much light in the winter. 
because some plants kind of go into a semi-hibernation. That's very true, like so, right now. Yeah, so do not worry about that. A, a common concern about houseplants is water. That's a huge concern, yes. You have the delicate dance of too much water or not enough water. You got to get your fingers in there, basically. You got to touch, touch their soil. Yeah. Yes, it's a good touch. It's a welcome touch. Yes. Do it while you're saying nice things. But you, yeah, you got to stick your, you have to stick your finger in there. Yeah, you, you really do. You really, Just really do. Yeah. And if it's, if it's dry, then you should water. And if it's, if it's, um, if it's not dry, then don't water it. And it's, it's not like plants go on a calendar. Like I water my plants every Tuesday. It really depends. You can't Absolutely. put them on a clock and you want the plant should be moist, mm-hmm. but not wet. And we're doing a shout out for the word moist, which is our new favorite word. I was going to let it go, but she will not I let will it not go. Let that she go. will not no, let it go. No, I am not going to. Can, I, and I was going to say that some house plants can go weeks without being watered. Yeah, they can. Yeah. So don't worry about that. Overwatering kills more house plants than underwatering. Yeah, that's my story. By a mile. Yeah. If, yeah. Can um, I can I mm-hmm. say, can I give some rules for get when you first get a new house plant and bring it home? Yeah. Don't repot it right away. Don't fertilize it right away. Don't often water it right away. They, they, if you buy it at a good greenhouse, like if you buy it at a big box, it might be dry as a bone because they are whatever. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But we don't want to be mean. But if you go <laughs> to the nursery, we'll just imply. Okay. Mm-hmm. Implied. So, but if you go to the nursery, it'll be really well taken care of. So let it acclimate, almost like a kitten, really. Let it acclimate and um, leave, if it's warm, Take it outside for a little while and bring it back in. And here, this is a separate but important point. If you have a water softener, don't water plants with that water. Such a good point. Because the these the softeners take magnesium and calcium out of your water, but they put sodium in it. And sodium, which is salt, will kill plants anywhere. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Nice job, Edith. Thank you. Previously on The Suburbanites. I think Fred is leaving me. He's planning to run off with Veronica and Rosie O'Day to San Marzano and buy a Ferrari and go to Copenhagen to buy cabbage. I see what's happening here. Brace yourself, June. We now return to The Suburbanites. He wants to rip out your lawn and plant a garden. (gasps) You see... Veronica and Rosie O'Day are flowers. San Marzano is a type of tomato. Ferrari is a variety of bush bean. And Copenhagen market cabbage is indeed a cabbage. How do you know all of this? My grandmother had a farm. But I thought we were past all that. I mean, it's 1961. And our lawn is the envy of the neighborhood. People will think you're nonconformists. Oh, dear. It looks like it comes down to choosing between a perfect lawn and a husband who's a gardener at heart. Oh, my. Nobody tells you this part of a marriage. I'm so sorry. But once somebody gets the urge to garden, all you can do is leave or go along. I did vow for better or worse. I guess I didn't realize worse would come so soon. 
But gosh darn it, I'm a suburbanite, and I'm going to stick by my man. That's the spirit, June. And who knows, this may be just a phase, like women serving in Congress. You're right. Thank you, Madge. I feel better. I'm going straight home and make him a special dinner. A hot dog fondue. I have to start making dinner, too. We're having a spam cassoulet. Thanks for being such a good neighbor, Madge. You'll get through this, June. Once he realizes how much better supermarket vegetables taste, he will throw in the trowel. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I don't know what this world is coming to. Next thing you know, women won't wear girdles and they'll burn their bras. Okay, now, take one pound Spam, eight ounces canned Vienna sausages, one canned cream of mushroom soup. Tune in next time to The Suburbanites, brought to you by cigarettes, cigars, and pipe tobacco. And and do you how do you feed your plants? Do you feed it with with your banana water? No, you... I just found out about that. I this is one of the reasons I apologize to them is I will forget to fertilize them for years at a time. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's terrible. I'm a terrible terrible plant owner in the house. <laughs> um, but I also heard that you shouldn't fertilize in the winter. Less or less. Yes. I I'm gonna go home and fertilize them in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm gonna and I I spray it. I spray stuff on their leaves. That's but what that's I do. cool. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will. You know, I'll just kind of depend if I have think about it, if I haven't done it in a while. I usually will try to do it weekly every time I water, is to do a light for light, to feed a little bit. I use Miracle Grow, mm-hmm. and I just do a little bit every time I water. But in the winter, I don't. Mm-hmm. In the winter, I'll do it maybe once a month. Christy, I know people who, if they boil an egg or a potato or a vegetable, or if they have leftover coffee. We'll put that into the house plant. Oh, I'd say this. I've heard coffee's terrible for your house plant. Terrible? Well, especially if it has sugar in it. Because it's so is oh, I mean just plain old coffee, black coffee. I also I've also heard that just black coffee is bad too, because it's so acidic. Okay. Okay. And Good especially to know. if it has sugar in it, because then you'll be attracting bugs. Oh. What a what a great segue that is because I have a natural pesticide Ooh. that you can put on your plants in the house. And I found this from the same home fertilizer guy. Okay. You take one red onion, four garlic cloves, two tablespoons cayenne. Now you don't you have to chop up the onion. It would kind of be maybe maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. Don't even chop it. One red onion, four garlic cloves, two tablespoons cayenne, put it in water, put it in the refrigerator for 12 hours, strain into a spray bottle. This is a lot like the stuff we tell people to do in the garden. Yes. The cayenne. Yeah. It's amazing. Because right now I've got little tiny, little tiny annoying little things living in one of my plants. Oh. Yeah. One a day comes out. One a day comes over and when I'm at the computer. One a day. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> Can you cayenne powder out, Edith? (laughs) I'm going to. I am indeed. How often do you uh, repot your houseplants? That's a great question. Some plants absolutely love to be pot-bound, root-bound is is what it's called, I believe. And almost all of my plants are low-maintenance, we love being root-bound, leave-us-alone plants. So rarely... Christy. I rarely, rarely, and how often do you do it? Well, I've been told that 
it's good to do it every year because you want to replenish the soil. I see. I think some, if, if, if a plant likes to be root bound. True. I'm not saying give it a bigger pot. I'm just saying. Oh, you're not saying, oh, you're not saying graduate up to a bigger pot. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh. Give it more soil. Oh, well, sometimes I just put more soil, dump more soil on the top of I do it. that. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a tendency to do that. I like to, I try to take them out once a year and give it everybody new soil. Can I, you know, I have a list here of some plants that love being root bound. Yeah. May I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Peace lilies. The mother-in-law's tongue or snake plant, which is also called Sans- Sansa. Say it. Sans. Sansevarius. Sansevarius. If we had, if we were on our, if we were doing live, I would pull out my Sansevarius right mm-hmm. here. Very nice. <laughs> um, also, spider plant, which is that beautiful hanging plant, gorgeous plant, ficus. Do you have a, you have a ficus I upstairs? Do. Yes. Beautiful ficus. African violets, which my mom always had, and succulents. Those, I'm not even sure they like to be disturbed. Could be, could very well be. And when you do decide you want to move them up to a different size pot, you have to be very careful Mm -hmm. about the size that you move up. If it's a regular tabletop plant, you don't want to get a pot that's maybe more than an inch of the pot that you had beforehand. That's right. It's like when you're in grade school, you don't go from grade one to grade eight. You don't want to do it like that. They I don't they even hate learn that. how to do cursive writing yet. <laughs> I don't even know what fractions are. I don't even have my second teeth yet. <laughs> Let's talk about the importance of drainage for houseplants. Every single every single one has got to have, right? Yeah. A place for the water to go. It needs to have a hole in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And even when you're watering, if you have a little tray, if you ever see the plant sitting in the tray of water... Dump out that tray because they hate sitting in water. They absolutely hate it. Not good for them. They will rot. So nobody do likes wet feet. No, we don't like. Think about it that way. Yeah. Nobody likes wet feet. Let's talk about some more of the house plants we have. I have seventeen. How many do you have? Fifteen. Only fifteen. <laughs> and I've talked about a lot of them. I gave a list, but the only thing I want to talk about is a a plant that I'm really actually proud of that I nearly killed. I cut it to pieces. I mean, I just cut it down and it grew back and it's so beautiful. I got, it's called the crown of thorns. And again, as I love history interwoven with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the legend is that Jesus wore a, a stem from that in his crown of thorns on his way to uh, being crucified. Uh-huh. So they call it the crown of thorns. It is the most beautiful thing. It blossoms all year long. It's got beautiful, uh, different varieties. I have the bright red. Oh, yes, I've seen bright that. Bright red leaves. It is now uh, two feet high, which is as high as it's going to get. And But when I got it, it was like four or five inches. And it's just getting better and better. And I, I love it. Must be happy where it is. It's right in the sun. It's a, it's a, a succulent. I don't water it all that often at mm. all. But it's right, you know, curtain, sun. There it is, south window. Nice. Tell us about your unbelievable aloe. Well, it's the the oldest collection of plants that I have. I got these when I was, oh, maybe 20 years old. Oh, Christy, are you serious? My first plant that I had all by myself. 
And aloe veras propagate by themselves very easily. They just make little babies. And so this is from the same plant. I've given babies away to people for over 30 years. And I'm very proud of them now because three of them have gotten quite big. Tell how big, because they are big. I would and say they... like three feet, you would think. Folks, she's right. They have shoots that flower. Not every aloe. I'm thinking maybe you have to keep them for a while. It's pretty impressive to see an aloe vera flower. Yeah, it's beautiful. And they, and they do. They'll, they'll bloom once a year. They have a big, long stalk mm-hmm. that will have a yellow flower at the end of it. And that's really cool. If you have kids, have an aloe. Snip off a little part of the leaf. And if, if they get a cut or something... I always use that with my kids, or chapped lips. It's yes. a really healing lotion. They sell it at the grocery store. You can grow it pure. An aloe is called the plant of immortality. And the gel from the leaves contains 75 different minerals, vitamins, amino acids, and enzymes that are beneficial to the human body. It's like a miracle plant. You should. Everybody should have one in their house. Even if you don't have kids, do it for yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I also love my spider plants. Because these came from my mother. Oh, nice. And we've often talked about that connection yeah. that we mm-hmm. have with plants, with our family members. The newest plant I have is from you. Oh, the jade. We both have our jade plants. Mm-hmm. Mine's sitting in my kitchen window. I feel bad because years ago I had a beautiful jade that I put out for a nice little sunning thing. Mm-hmm. Forgot about it. Rainstorm. Rainstorm came and it killed my jade. That was oh. many years ago. So now I got each of us one. I'm excited about it because I never had a jade before. I also love another new plant that I have, which is a jasmine. Oh, that those are beautiful. I, and I'm oh, very excited nice. about this because I grew this jasmine from seed. I got these jasmine seeds last year in a trade I did with somebody on Facebook because I had some plants to give away, and I said for, you know, for free or trade. And somebody says, I have some jasmine seeds. And I thought, well, sure, what the hay. I winter sowed them, which means I put them in a milk jug mm. in some soil. And then sure enough, those little suckers sprouted. And then I put them in a pot outside in the summer, all summer long. And then I was nervous, if you folks remember, and I brought the jasmine in. It is still alive. The leaves have a tendency to, the bottom leaves, to yellow and fall off, but it is 90% alive. Nice. Oh, that's impressive. And so it should, it should keep growing and it should flower. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Boy, we still have a lot more to talk about with houseplants, but another time, Edith, right? Yeah. What, rather than try to squeeze it in and talk really fast, which is hard <laughs> to understand. You know what time it is now? What time is it? Is it mailbag time? Ring, ring. All right. Excellent. This week, our letter, thank you very much, is from Kimberly in North Glen. Uh, She says, Hi, ladies. I wanted to quick send off a note in response to your conversations on episode 19, specifically about GMOs, cancer, and the drug you referenced, thalidomide. Remember that? That was a great episode. Yes. We got a lot of talk about that episode. Something old, something new, something bioengineered. That was the name of that episode. Great title. So, so Kimberly says, this drug was altered in the early mid-70s because they knew it may be causing these defects. The altered drug, Benedictin, was given to my mom, my adopted mom, when she was pregnant with my brother in 1979, and my brother was born with a birth defect that left him with a deformed right hand. 
that really does seem like a flipper. It was later removed from the market and many families sued. My parents didn't join in. Some weird thing about Christians shouldn't sue people. But they could have and frankly should have for my brother's sake. He still struggles with mysterious health problems to this day. Hmm. Fast forward. Now in 2019, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma cancer, which is a cancer in blood plasma housed in your bone marrow. It's more prevalent in older people, predominantly black men over 65, but has in recent years been showing up more and more in people under 60. Many contribute Roundup and other chemicals as a cause, but it's not clinically proven. This cancer is treatable, but not curable at this time, although they are making great strides. They are working hard and bringing tons of lawsuits against the makers, distributors, and users of this chemical. The suggestion is that it causes these blood cancers. So guess what they're used to treat my cancer? A derivative of thalidomide called Revlimid. Get out. Yeah. I literally every day take the same kind of chemical drug that disfigured my own brother to stay alive. Weird, right? That is weird. Talk about an ethical dilemma. Thought you might find that interesting. Love your show, Kimberly. Oh, Kimberly, that's a great letter. I actually got chills. Yeah. I actually got chills the way that she wrote this at the end. Yeah. Oh, I hope your treatments are going well, Kimberly. Yes, yes. A good health to you, Kimberly, and thank you so much for this letter and for reminding us that good can come out of very bad. Yes. And, you know, scientists make mistakes too, but good can come out of bad. In the right hands yeah, and with the right ethics, science creates miracles. It sure does. It was the concern that Oppenheimer had, right, when they split the atom. Right. Yes. Well, friends... We love hearing from you, so please send us your favorite gardening stories, your successes, your flops. Your gardening questions about houseplants, about about anything, really. We love hearing from you. Write to us at UpsideDownTulips at gmail or at our website at UpsideDownTulips.com or clink on the link in the show notes. I said clink. It's <laughs> like clink. I'm Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I'm going to click that link. Okay, now we have... Oh, oh, Christy. I said Dr. Seuss, and now I feel like I, I need to hear an inspiration. Do you have one? I do. Today's inspiration comes from Jim Bug. Yeah. B-U-G-G, which nice. I thought was a great name. He is. He calls himself a comedian, an optimist, and a believer. I like all of those things. He says... I thought I was pretty cool until I realized plants could eat the sun and poop out air. (laughs) Oh, that is fantastic. (laughs) Plants are amazing. They are just amazing. Your house plants eat the sun and poop out air. Oh, thank you. Mr. Bug, thank you, listeners. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Bontour Larson. If you got some laughs and some value out of Upside Down Tulips this episode, could you do us a favor? Please go to your phone, click on that share button, and share the show on social or with a friend who also might appreciate this podcast. Or talk to them face-to-face. I know that's old school, but go ahead. 
Tell someone about us. Special thanks to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. If you would like to hear more of Denise's music, go to denisegentilini.com or you can find that link on our website. And special thanks to our talented friend, David Sloan. Join us next week for tips and tricks on spring garden and yard cleanup. And don't ever forget, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Upside down to lips. I gotta go home and apologize to my houseplants. I'm sure they'll forgive me. Yeah. yeah. I have to go and clink on some links. <laughs> <laughs>